Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Hoops and Hash Browns here in the Bill Austin studio on the third floor of Cronkite. My name is Allie Hansen. With me in the studio, my co-host, Ricky Weeps. How you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, get to wake up in the morning, talk about some basketball, can't complain. Already done classes for the day. I wish I could Gotta say the it. same. Gotta but, love it. But yeah. You know, it's it's been a crazy week here in the sports world. That uh, might be an understatement. I think, yeah, I think that's like the biggest understatement of all time. But I just <laughs> there's so many things that happen. It's just, but the easiest place to start is with the heartbreaking news. Sunday uh, early afternoon, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, along with seven other people, were killed in a tragic helicopter crash. And it is leaving the sports world with a hole in their heart this week because he was an idol to a lot of people. He inspired a lot of people. And it's it's a tough one to stomach. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we talk about Kobe and Gianna, but I think the important thing of what you mentioned is there were seven other people. And, you know, the thing that hit me most over the last two days is that while Kobe was probably the most prominent figure on that helicopter, Kobe got to live out his dream. Yeah. And we all got to share that and be a part of it and see him develop and grow through life. But there were three 13-year-old girls who didn't get to realize their dreams or live them out. Yes. And that's probably the most devastating news about this whole situation. And I can't disagree with you. I mean, his, his daughter Gianna was, her dream was to play for UConn and then play in the WNBA and carry on her dad's legacy. I mean, one of my favorite videos of all time was when Kobe was sitting down with Jimmy Kimmel and he said just how proud he was of his daughter because people were always telling Kobe he needed to have a son to carry on his legacy and his daughter would just be like no I'm right here I got this and it's just she was just so proud and she was so talented and it was really cool UConn did a little they made a jersey for her with some flowers and had sitting on the bench because like I said it was her dream to play there and so during their game the other night they had that sitting there for her yeah and I think the last 48 hours we've kind of been able to reflect on the legacy of Kobe Bryant but I think now is kind of a time where we as like sports journalists should start to move on and not necessarily forget about Kobe Bryant because obviously that is a big deal in the sports community. But Absolutely. I think just moving on and talking about the sport of basketball, especially this morning, because, you know, that through the game of basketball is how Kobe Bryant impacted so many people. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And with that, we will move on to our all-star sel- uh, roster selections because the uh, starters were announced uh, early last week, and so now we got to figure out who the rest of the team is going to be because there's seven more players on each side that are definitely going to play a part in that. So, Ricky, I'm curious. We'll start in the West just because the West is a little more, a little bit more dominant. There's a little bit more uh, to grapple with because you know there's a lot of there, players that are good enough that aren't There's a lot of better gonna... players in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, there's two or three teams in the East, and there's a lot more than that in the West. So. I'm curious, who, no particular order, but who do you have as your first person on the bench for the West? So, on the bench for the West, you know, I feel like the Los Angeles team's kind of got a lot of credit. So, I'm not going to have Paul George on my list. Okay. I'm going to go with Dame Time, Damian Lillard. Okay. Very, very solid point guard out of the Portland area. Um, I think true. that's a hard one to debate because he's obviously the best player on that team. As they're trying to make a playoff push, and he even dropped like 50-something the other night. Yeah. I mean, he his stats are off the chart. 
I mean, he is averaging 28.8 points a game, four rebounds, and 7.7 assists. That 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 assist thing right there, I think, is really important because it shows that he's scoring, he's capable on the offensive end, but then he can find that open man, and that, that helps his team a lot. I mean, he's playing in a really tough conference, and right now he's got a playoff spot. Then so. that next on the bench, I have who will probably be the most improved player of the year, Brandon Ingram, after leaving the Los Angeles Lakers via a trade to acquire Anthony Davis. Brandon Ingram, averaging 35 minutes a game, 25 points per game, Mm -hmm. just under seven rebounds and five assists. I think he's been an all-around player for the Pelicans right now, who... Absolutely. Not really sure about the playoffs right now in the Western Conference, but... You know, with Zion coming back, that could be a scary team in the future. And Brandon Ingram taking that huge leap, looking like a different player than he did in Los Angeles, I think he's going to make it to the All-Star game. Yeah, I think this Pelicans roster, being as young as it is, gives Brandon Ingram an opportunity to lead, which I think, and he fit, I think he fits into that role really well. And it's showing. I mean, he's he his stats are off the charts, and the Pelicans are... They show well. The record doesn't show how talented this Pelicans team is. They're a fun team to watch, though. I I definitely agree. I mean, yeah, they have 29 losses, but most of those are not... They're not blowouts. They're not getting beat. Just just this past week, they lost to the Spurs by four and lost to the Nuggets by seven. It's these crunch time games. And now with Zion back, I I expect that win column to go up quite a bit. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs just with how talented the West is. But but in two to three years? But in a, even next year, man, I think they're going to be a really, really good team. I mean, Especially right now, if they get a good draft pick, too. Yeah. So, all right, next. Um, on my list, I have, I mean, he listed the first two. I got to mention Donovan Mitchell. I nope. Think, yeah, you can nope. say that all you want, but it's he's good enough to be in that spot. So. But he's not going to be, I don't think. See, I disagree because the last, since December 11th, Donovan Mitchell, along with the Jazz, have been playing out of this world, and I think that the way that they've dominated has slid them in, has allowed the Jazz an opportunity to get two players into the All-Star game. Had they struggled a little bit in this last month and a half of games, no, I think it would just be Rudy, given the opportunity to play in the All-Star game. But because of how well that the Jazz are playing right now, I think the Jazz are going to be able to slip in two players, and Donovan Mitchell's an easy pick. While I totally see Donovan Mitchell making it to the All-Star game because the Jazz have been winning, like you said, I like seeing the stars of the game play in the All-Star game. And right now, one star in our own city of Phoenix is Mr. Devin Booker. And while the Suns haven't been winning as much as the Jazz, no, he has still been balling. Yeah. Well, I, balling. Think, I think the same argument... So Trey Young, we'll get to this when we get to the East, but Trey Young was picked as a starter in the All-Star game. <laughs> what a joke. And I think that Devin Booker is so much more talented. But he, everybody was saying, you can't be on the All-Star team if you're not winning games. That is why Devin Booker has not made the All-Star team yet. And now they've gone to the East. And but that's like, a problem. I, I agree. That's what I'm the saying. The best players should play in the All-Star game. The and All-Star I agree should... completely Devin with that. Devin Booker is saying. by far the best player on the Phoenix Suns who have been competing in almost every time they step on the court this year. Yeah. They're no. 19 and 27, but Devin Booker is averaging 27 points per game. He's played in 43 games, and he's just 
See, been the guy for I that think franchise for so long. But my job isn't picking who I think should be in the game. It's who I think will be in the game. And I think based off the way the Suns are playing, I can't. I, I just don't think he's going to make it. I think he's good enough. I think if Trey Young makes it, Devin Booker certainly should. But with how talented the West is and the fact that the Suns aren't winning a lot of games, it's it's keeping him out. So hopefully they can uh, figure that one out. But I guess while we're just on the topic of the Utah Jazz, I do have Rudy Gobert. Um, Rudy Gobert. Oh my <laughs> Rudy gosh. Gobert on. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Yes, I, I didn't know, I know his last aware. name was pronounced Gobert. I just like saying it's Rudy a Gobert. Joke, but. Uh, 16 points per game, almost 15 rebounds per game, two blocks a game. Yeah. The thing I need to mention with Rudy Gobert and in Jazz Nation, this is a pretty common term, it's called the Gobert effect. And now Rudy's stats don't necessarily necessarily display how good he is. Like his stats are great. I'm not saying that. But the Gobert effect is how Rudy forces players to not drive. He changes shots shoot, around like, the rim. He forces the outside shot. And that's a part of the reason that the Jazz have been winning a lot of games is because they're taking away people's shots. He's taking away people's shots. I have watched so many times people will start looking to the post and back right back out when they see Rudy there because they know that he's going to block it. I mean, the other night versus uh, the Mavs, Rudy Gobert was beat by DeLon Wright, former Ute. Shout out to my man. Uh but he was beat to the basket. I mean, DeLon had a wide open layup. Rudy recovered, reached, and swatted it like six feet into the into the stands. I mean, everybody was like, oh, crap, he's beat. And here he is. I mean, and that just goes to show how talented Rudy is. That's that go-bear effect. He's, when people drive, they get blocked. And when they don't, they're not getting shots and they're not winning games. And so Rudy's obviously the best team coming out of the Jazz right now in the eyes of the All-Star game in that regard. So, I mean... Very, yeah. very talented. R- Rudy Gobert is a certified rim protector. Yes. <laughs> Rudy Gobert, PhD in rim protection. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot, lot, a lot of fun to watch. All right. Next up on my list, I've got to mention Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Out of the Nuggets. Okay. Please, tell me I'm why you disagree. I'm not a fan. Okay. That's fine. I mean... You're thinking one other big in the Western Conference, because we already said Rudy Gobert was yeah. pretty much a lock. I have Carl Anthony Towns. Now, See, I debated back and forth now, with those Even two. though he's a lot softer than Nikolai Jokic, shout out to my boy Ben, getting him to tap out. Carl oh, Anthony Towns is averaging 27 points per game on the Timberwolves. And his stats are significantly better than Jokic, and he's not a couch potato. I've never been a fan of Nikola Jokic. I don't understand how he plays the sport of basketball, and I don't believe he deserves to be an all-star. I'm looking at I mean, if you're just going to look, the Nuggets are one winning games. Okay? They are 32-14. and 14. Jokic is, has almost 20 points a game, just over 10 rebounds, and almost 7 assists. Those stats seem eerily similar to a lot of guys that are in this game. Yes, he is kind of, he's a little slow. He's very slow. But the stats are there. The skill is there. He's not a star on that team, I don't think. I see the Nuggets as more of a well-rounded group. They don't have one go-to guy necessarily. Okay. Well, just that's just one we're going to have to agree to disagree. I, you know, I was considering cap, but when it, cap, but when it comes down to it, I just think that you got to go with the team winning. 
I don't know. I don't like. I don't. I, this I'm is why I don't like the All Star Game. I don't because it doesn't really matter who's gonna. No. You, who, it, who do you want in the All Star Game? Someone who's gonna be take like five minutes to run down the court, or someone who's gonna throw down like some sick reverse <laughs> dunk? You know what I mean? Yep. So I don't. I don't think the fans would want to see Jokic in there because he's not gonna do anything. Honestly. Especially with the way the All Star Game is now. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no defense. It's a hundred and seventy-five to a hundred and seventy-four. I, I think they almost hit two hundred a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, I think it was last year too. I mean, they do it all the time. It's a pathetic display of defense, which is really sad for me because, like, when I I played basketball in high school, I played comp for a long time. And, nice flex. Well, no, but like my favorite <laughs> thing was defense. Defense was where I thrived. My favorite thing in the world was like getting the steals and like the fast break layups. That was the best part of basketball that was like the reason I wanted to play because there was no better feeling than just knowing that you bested somebody and there's no defense in in the all-star game I mean there's very little in the NBA but there is literally zero in the all-star game so that's my little bone to pick with that game but the dunk contest is also you know worse what? than the all-star it, game but being that's... selected as an all-star <laughs> opens you up for pay raises and I think that's really important so, like, bottom line, I think that's the most important thing that comes out of the All-Star game. Yep. You make more money when you play in the All-Star game. So, next up, I'm curious, who do you have? So we have two more spots left, yes, right? Yes, that is correct. I have Mr. Westbrook out of the Houston Rockets. See, I can't. He is... Mr. Westbrook... <laughs> nope. ...has been balling, even with James Harden. If I recall, a lot of people said this wasn't going to work out. It's not. I was one of the few people who believed in Mike D'Antoni, who believed in the reunion of two former Oklahoma City Thunder teammates. And it's working. I'm sorry, but he's, he's cancer to his team. How? Okay. Okay, you cannot have two ball hogs on the same co- team. They're 29 the and 17 right time. now. Yeah, and the games that they've dropped... Have it's been very, very clear that they're not playing well together. Harden's averaging 36 points per game, and Russell Westbrook's averaging 26 it points per game. It is two guys that shoot the ball. Okay, Clint Compella, too. Eric Gordon dropped 50 last night. Yeah, because Russell Westbrook and James Harden were, and Clint Capella were on the bench, so it opened it up for other guys to shoot. But in a normal game, it comes down to two guys. They're three games back in the, the two seed. But when it, no, no, no. But when it comes down to it, it is two guys shooting the ball. That's not a team. The ball's going in, though. They're scoring points. Name of the game, score more points than the other team. They're scoring a boatload of points. Yeah, and it's two guys scoring. But, was, but Russell Westbrook... So, so, all right. So it's two guys scoring. It's a two-person team. They have 29 wins. They're sitting in yeah, a playoff spot right losses. now. Oh, they should yeah. both be all-stars. No. But that's fine. If it's a two-person team, then you have a 29-17 team in the all-star game. I disagree. I think to be an all-star, you need to be somebody who's capable of playing with other people. And both of neither of them have ever shown at any point ever that they are capable of that. They're both averaging seven and a half assists per game. With each other. With each other. On the fast break half the time. All right. Watch a few games with the Rockets and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Okay, last spot. <laughs> okay, so I did not have Russell Westbrook. I had Chris Paul. From the Thunder, he's a very talented point. Because here we are, we're looking at this list. Yeah. I needed one more guard. And he is exactly what a point guard should be. He has a healthy split between scoring and assists. 
I, I can see the anger, Ricky. Please tell it's me. It's not anger. I'm just kind of surprised we're actually disagreeing a lot on this show today, and it's kind of nice. Because right now, you have Chris Paul in the All-Star game, but I actually have his teammate, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Okay, that's I can respect that pick. I mean, I think Shy has just meant more to the Thunder this year. I think he's been a bigger part of their success. And, you know, Chris Paul is kind of dropping off a little bit. He's getting older. I think this might be his last year in contention, maybe one more year of the All-Star game. Well, he said he's going through with the rebuild or retool or yeah. whatever the Well, I mean, he was drafted in 2005. I mean, let that sink in. That was 15 years ago. I mean, he's been in the league a long time, but you know what? His stats are still showing it. I mean, he has just over 17 points a game, six and a half rebounds, or sorry, assists, five rebounds. Um, his plus or minus is very high. I mean, I, I think he deserves a spot. Either way, I think we can agree that one of the two Oklahoma Absolutely. City guards will be in the All-Star game. So why don't yeah. we move over to the Eastern Conference? Because yeah. obviously... There's a little the bit Eastern... less debate in this conference. I think. Yes and no, because there's a lot of not bad teams, but not very, very talented. There's like two teams that there's are like, There's not a lot of okay. superstars. There's one team that's like, okay, this is probably the best team in the league. And then there's two teams that are like, okay, they're pretty good. But that best team in the league doesn't necessarily have the superstar caliber that like the Clippers or have, the Lakers have. I'm sorry, but Giannis Antetokounmpo is yeah, number like, one. He is the obviously, all-star. But, but they don't have anybody else after him. Oh, no, but they have an all-star on that team. Are you sure? Yes. Antetokounmpo's not an all-star? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, he is. Pretty sure. But anyway, so... First person on the list, I have Jimmy Butler from the Heat. He still plays in the NBA. Wow, okay. I completely forgot that he still plays in the NBA, if we're being completely honest here, which I kind of am and kind of not. You're just salty that he left. We traded him. I'm not salty that he left. He can go retire in Miami with Tyler Harrow, Bam Adebayo, you're acting you know? like he's not scoring or doing anything on the court. I well, mean, I, I guess it's just because when he plays against the Sixers, he kind of struggles. Okay, does it? Whatever. One game doesn't display how talented a player is. You got to look at them across the board. And right now, I see the Heat are thirty-two and fourteen. Okay, <laughs> I have him I on my list well- too. Just so you know. Okay, I'm like, I I just don't know how you can dispute him like not being in the All Star game. I'm like, he has twenty points, seven ass- rebounds, six and a half assists. I'm like, we gotta. He's got to be on that list. All right, number two, uh, I have, and I say this with you know a hole Please in say my ben heart. Simmons. Please I gotta say, ben, say Simmons. ben Simmons. I mean, he should be the starter. The fans kind of choked on that one, but he might yeah. be the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Besides Kemba. Keep telling yourself that. If that helps you sleep at night, that's okay. But no, I mean, the reason Ben Simmons is not a starter is because he's. A liability on the offensive no, side. No, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> why did you That's have to say that? Because it's the truth. He's an assist man, but he can't score. He does not know how to shoot the basketball. He is literally incapable of it. But that was a debate that we had last week, and we're not doing this again. Ben Simmons is on the All-Star team because he's a great <laughs> defender, and he's a great assist man. He is not a starter because he cannot shoot the basketball. All right, we're two for two. Okay. 
Following Bradley Beal, the Wizards. All right. Three for three. And I guess keep moving down the list. I've got Jason Tatum on the Celtics. I need. I think we need to stop and talk about Jason. Mr. Tatum? Yeah. I mean, right now, he... I mean, his stats are just as good as anybody else that we've listed. Uh, you know, the Celtics' record isn't... Or is obviously really good. They're 30-15. and 15. It's his third year in the NBA, correct? Yes, he was drafted in 2017. Yes. I had a feeling he was going to take... You, you knew the pieces were there. The ability was there when he got drafted at Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, he really stepped into it, though, when he came I think, into the NBA. I think his rookie year, he was kind of in the shadow of Kyrie. Um, his sophomore season, he was kind of... Still trying to figure things out. There was a lot of hoopla going around Honestly? the Celtics organization. But I think this was the year a lot of people were expecting him to step up. And I think he's delivered in most cases. Definitely. Now, he's definitely had some games where he struggled from the field because everybody does. But mm-hmm. I think this is the year that we've started to yeah. see the emergence of the superstar. In I mean, absolutely. Jason I mean, Tatum. last year he had three. Like, I'm just looking at three point shots. He had 311 threes attempted on the season. This year he. We're barely over halfway through, and he has 276. His shooting percentage is a little bit lower than what it was last year, but he's shooting the ball more, so it's more likely you're going to be missing. I mean, his shot, I mean, he's shooting 40, almost 44% right now on the floor. Definitely deserves an all-star spot. I mean, the only thing I don't like is he's he's only got 2.9 assists. That's not bad. It's just not what we've seen from the other guys. You know, he's scoring. He, he's a rebounder. He's not a bad defender. Really talented, and he's helping the Celtics a lot. So, Ricky, we're, f- we're four or four right now, but like I said, there's I think very this is, little dispute. I think this is going to change up a little bit because right. once we start getting to the bigs, all right. So I have Demontis Sabonis. Yep, five for five. Indiana Pacer. Um, last two, I have Andre Drummond and Tobias Harris. Andre Drummond um, for the Pistons. I have Andre Drummond, but I have Chris Middleton. See, for the Eastern Conference, this last spot, I really didn't know who to pick. It's it's a but I feel like toss up. I feel like the last couple games with Embiid being out, there's been a lot of room for people to see the ability of Tobias Harris, whether it's scoring, defending, coming up in crunch time, and I think that's what could be the extra little push to put him in to the All Star game. Okay. Um. I know I might be a little bit of a homer saying that, but like it's okay. I mean, I put not, I mean I put Donovan and Rudy in because Donovan. they're just talented, but you know, and better. But you know, it's okay. You're allowed to rep your home team. But I just think that Tobias Harris, like as of late, he's kind of been dominating and taking the reins of the Sixers organization and he has been. kind of pushing them and, you know, in Embiid's absence. Yeah, and that's what I was just going to say. I mean, him and Ben Simmons have stepped up quite a bit since he's gone out, and I think I like what I'm seeing on the court now better than what I saw at the beginning of the season with with him on the court. I yes, don't know. It's just definitely. the way the team just flows a little better. It seems like people connect you a can, little bit better. You can see they are starting to find their rhythm, and that's scary. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that those are our picks for the All-Star game. Afterwards... Drop us on Twitter. Let us know. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you what's, have what's other What's our Twitter ideas? handle, Alan? Twitter is uh, at Hoops and Hash. Uh, so, yeah, give us a follow, Hoops and Hash Rounds. Uh, we're going to be throwing out lots of fun little polls, things like that. We'd love to hear your guys, what you guys think. Do you disagree with us? We want to hear what you think. and we. Well, I love it when people disagree with me. Yeah. All right. So, 
The last thing that we need to talk about real quick, and I know I've that this happened a few days so ago. so long to talk about this. But we this. need to talk about it. ASU and their huge upset over Woo! Arizona. Ricky's a little excited, and rightly so. I mean, honestly, I, I mean... I mean, I mean this. I was not expecting it. I was expecting to leave around halftime. Just based off what I've seen this season from ASU, I was not impressed with, with what they were producing on the court. And Arizona's been playing pretty good ball. I mean, they played really tight with a lot of good teams like Oregon. And so the only way I thought that ASU was going to win this game is if Arizona just forgot to show up. But that really wasn't the case. I mean, Arizona didn't play their best game of the season by any stretch of the imagination. But they played okay. Arizona State just kind of banded together, and this is what happens when people play together. What is the most important time in a college basketball game? Crunch time. The last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes Crunch of the second time. half. Yeah. Arizona State took advantage of that. Absolutely. Astronomically. Being down by as many as 22 points in the first half. Being able to cut that to a 13-point lead. I think we were texting during the game. We I were. was like, we just need to cut it within like You said 12 within 14. Within 14. And you know what? And I said to myself, I'm like, if we and can cut it chance. to 14 or less, I'm going to stay. There's a chance. Yeah. And they did that. Remy I mean, Martin comes out of the half, scores seven straight buckets. Seven straight points. Yeah. And we clamped down on defense. The I, big fella, Jalen Graham, I shutting disagree. down Zeke Naji. Something you love to see. Yeah, you know what? I really can't disagree with you. And this is this is the second game where I really saw Remy Martin like step into his role as a leader on this team. Because the first bit of the season, I felt like he was struggling. He just couldn't find his way on the court a little bit. They were, they were out of sorts offensively. It, 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 yeah, it was just kind of a mess. And the last two games, I've just seen Remy really step into his role. And he's making the big shots. He's making, for the most part, pretty good decisions. He's playing good defense. You can you just he runs different right now. I mean, it's just he's a totally different player than what I was seeing at the beginning of the season. And and I love to see it because he's a talented player. And, and it was disappointing when he was struggling. And I also think it helped that Desert Financial Arena was Four. packed. Oh, I know. On I, Saturday night. I got to I got to the game at four o'clock, waited in line for more than two hours, and then sat there for an hour before the game. I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, people wanted to be there. It was this, loud and it was a good atmosphere. This Arizona State team is one that feeds off the energy of the crowd. So I'm telling you, if people want to see Arizona State basketball, fun brand of basketball, guard you. Show up to the games. They feed off the energy. Why do you think we came back from being down 22? We fed off the energy. Definitely. I mean, my favorite thing, and this is the last thing we'll have time to say for this, Arizona State outscored Arizona by 14 points in the second half. They've got a nice four-game stretch where they could go up into a top-three slot in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, this, if they continue to play the way they played... This could be played, the turning point in their season. If they play the way they did in the second half of that last game, I have no doubt in my mind. And with that, we got to wrap up the show. Thank you all so much for listening. This was the second episode of Hoops and Hash Rounds. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Hoops and Hash. My name's Allie Hansen here with Ricky Weebs in the Bill Austin Radio Studio, Blaze Radio Online. Thanks, everybody, and have an awesome rest of your Tuesday.